0: Ladies and gents, we're back. Episode two of Survived Episode one. For those that are here for the first time, welcome to The Hungry Diner Show. For those that are following my and listening to the second episode, welcome back. I'm your host, Michael Teasdale, known as The Hungry Diner. There's nothing off limits on this podcast. We go deep behind the scenes in the hospitality world, discussing the industry, the current state of the market ultimate eateries, secret hotspots, recipes, suppliers, products, and the incredible people behind it all. I will have a broad range of guests that are moving the hospitality needle in a positive direction from restaurateurs, entertainers, entrepreneurs, marketers, influencers, chefs, producers, critics, and pretty much anyone that has something to say. Today I speak with my buddy, Jason King, the founder of Spooning Australia a leading hospitality, social media management, and photography company. Jason is an elite food photographer. He's also the co-host of YouTube's Where's the Food series, a food and movie critic, and he's my buddy. On today's episode, we talk about Jason's inspiring recovery from a recent stroke he had earlier this year. Oyster ice cream, his company Spooning Australia, food photography, our take on foodies asking for free food, and our venues can get the best out of their social media custom reviews in the current climate. Without further delay, here he is, Jason King. Jason, thank you for giving up your time to be a guest on The Hungry
1: Diner Show. Oh, You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Glad to be here.
0: How are you, buddy? What have you been up to today?
1: Um, today I went in, had burgers and sides out at, um, down and out, which is now called the B plan works. Um, yeah, it was pretty nice.
0: Why the change in name?
1: Uh, because down and out got sued by In and out and in and out one. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so you, how many burgers did you eat?
1: Um, actually, I, I didn't eat a burger. I tried Claire's. She had a monster burger. They, I had a challenge to her to see how fast she could hack it, yeah. and she um, made it pretty big. But I fell in love with their chili hot dog, chili cheese dog, and a Philly steak and a um reuben yum mm-hmm.
0: yum 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 yep. yum okay so you're, you're either full of energy or ready to sleep on the couch one of the two
1: ready to sleep on the couch
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well mate thank you for your time today i guess um with a normal structure i'm going to do this podcast you know i want to mix it up a little um yeah. with you today because um uh, i guess before we get into the episode and whichever direction that you and i want to take this in um your company about spooning australia your history um you know the industry and the climate I want to get straight into the ridiculous start of the year that you, Jason King, have uh, kind of
1: gone through, yes. just
0: just so our listeners understand what you're currently did deal with and are still dealing with now. So are you, are you happy to share?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So you want to just go in and tell you about it?
0: Without the anesthetic.
1: <laughs> well, um, February 6th, I was skiing in Japan and I got to the bottom of a run and I had a stroke. Straight- So that was that and then I spent a week in hospital over in Japan and a week in hospital here and then three months recovering and I'm still recovering. My my vocals are a bit dodgy but they seem to work most of the time.
0: So for any listeners out there that have complaints about um, Jason's speech, you guys can get fucked. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so
0: uh, we obviously all had a supportive kind of surprise group Zoom with um, a lot of those foodies and friends that supported you on your three-month mark into recovery. Yeah. How much of this? Yeah, that was
1: my first ever Zoom meeting. That was your first? Yeah, I'd never been on Zoom before.
0: Is this number two?
1: Yes. Ah.
0: yes it is. <laughs> so just for, for the listeners here, I'm recording um, uh, the audio on uh, another device, but I'm uh, actually doing the face-to-face via Zoom, uh, hashtag ISO COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, but I guess mate, in terms of percentage, in terms of your recovery, like where are you at now?
1: Uh, I'll come 95% of the way through. I'll stop seeing doctors besides, you know, every six months of follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think about 95%. The only thing I've got left to do is I forget things and um, my voice. But that's, you know, that could could take 15 years to repair. Yeah, right. So, but, yeah, I'm pretty much back to normal, my usual peachy self.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice choice of wording. I guess, um, like, uh, would you be able to share any, I guess, Seeing things as an opportunity. What's the What's the quote? The, op, the optimist sees opportunity in every danger, and the pessimist sees danger in every opportunity. Um, would have you seen any positive benefits or gifts that have come out of this situation?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's like it's probably like one of the best things that happened has ever happened to me. Okay, because it's it made me slow down. Um, I was had an incredible work the work social life. Uh, yeah, I was out. You know, most nights, most days, um, shooting and uh, eating at restaurants and the like. Um, and I just took it. It made me take a huge step backwards and sort of reevaluate the negatives in my life and the things that I liked. And I, it's um yeah, I've lost fourteen kilos from it, wow. and um, I've got such a better life balance. Admittedly, COVID came in the. Uh, Bitchy pandemic, but um, yeah, that was perfect timing for me because by the time I get to see everyone, I would have recovered. So yeah, I love it. It's great, and um, life couldn't be better.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for you, mate. Um, as 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 one of your friends and in the same industry and community, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see a beardless Jason King, <laughs> uh, which I'm loving. By the way, you're going to keep it that way.
1: Yeah, I think I am. Like. Uh, I thought that when I had the beard um, after stroke, water kept falling out of my mouth for a while. Admittedly, I was paralyzed on the right-hand side for three days and lips sort of hadn't caught up. And when I shaved off the beard, so did the mouth leakage. So the beard was causing me to dribble, basically, (laughs) but now it's all, all sorted.
0: Oh, good, good, good. Well, look, um, moving away from that, buddy, and congratulations yep. on getting through Thank such a, a difficult time and the recovery. We're all happy to have Jason back. Um, I'm yep. going gonna, gonna to start you off with the Hungry Diner yep. icebreaker. So this is what I didn't prepare you for.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> now, <Yeah>.
0: um, <clears throat> you can choose either an easy, moderate or hard icebreaker question easy i knew you would do that i knew it so far i'm two for two for the guests um guess the first guest i had uh, on episode one went for the hard one and um i was really surprised that uh they got it so the easy icebreaker question for hungry drunner icebreakers is and i think i even know your answer the best sure. dining experience you've ever had tell me about it
1: oh easy bray bray yeah. what, what bray micklebin um it's I think it's in Birregurra. It's out in the country, and um, Chef Dan Hunter. But the, it's about five hundred dollars if you get the um, the degustation wine matched. Third, third and it person. is currently Australia's best restaurant. Um, things like having oyster ice cream, um, yep. pork jar grilled over red gum, and just it was just insane. Um, yeah, and it's an experience. It's, it's about that journey that you'll always remember and they've got their own gardens and they, you know, uh, there's a, a salad that you eat during the dining experience that has something like 37 bits of herbs and salad stuff and they grew it all. Wow. So it's a, yeah, very unique experience and that's pretty much why they got voted Australia's Best.
0: Restaurant. Yeah. How, like, be, like we'll get into the food photography stuff um, during the episode, but being at the best restaurant in Australia, it being your best dining experience and being a food photographer, is it tough to balance the, I've got to get the camera out slash take the photo, worry about the heat or temperature of the food and then eat it. Like, does it slow down the dining um, process or how do you manage that?
1: Well, it's a different experience when I'm shooting and then when I'm dining. So, because when I'm dining, I've got a lot, of, a lot of other people dining with me that aren't necessarily taking photos, mm. so I have to be very quick. So I literally just take quick two, three shots of each dish and then move on. Mm. Um, but the photos I got from Bray went really well, so I liked it. But, you know, it's not all about photo. It's all about the experience, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, no, the photo of yeah. the, um, the oyster ice cream is insane. Uh, check out uh, his Instagram page, Spooning Australia. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, now that you've got past the uh, the icebreaker, I just wanted to kind of share with um, those that, that, that will be listening to this episode on on how Jason and I first met, just to give context. So
1: um, I can't even remember. Are,
0: are you okay if I, I go? Oh, yeah, 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 go for it. So, so um, I invited uh, Jason to a media night at one of my client's venues called um, uh, Zali in Surrey Hills, a Lebanese restaurant. And I'd only hosted like a handful of handful of Inflora events before then. The business side of Hungry Diner was a baby. Like I was growing myself and I started to get confidence where I'm like, oh, I'm going to start to invite some like I don't know, respected foodies, photographers, bloggers, media, whatever. And I'd been following your blog for quite a little bit of time before that. So that was your original SpooningAustralia.com blog. And um, I invited you on email. You decided to come. I remember you even said to me, I said, I I, uh, was looking at your blog and you responded on that old thing. (laughs) Um, Now, you decided to come along to the venue with a few other um, other uh, foodies and photographers and, and whatnot to come along. And I remember our very first interaction. You walked in the front door of Zali, and then I walked up to you and said, hi, I'm Mick from Hungry Diner. And you said, yeah, I can tell from the giant logo on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then, <laughs> yeah, you would be over the top. You even have branded half on as well. Oh god,
0: yeah. I yeah. think that, that's just. I guess that's just me now. And um, I think next time I'm going to get a smaller logo. Um, then the next part came where we kind of settled in, and you were taking photos of the the beer at the bar, and I just said to you, "So, uh, so Jason, you know, something around the lines of, do you have any advice for for me being in this industry? And you said, yeah, watch your back. And you gave me the most serious look. (laughs) (laughs) Now, reflecting on that and looking back at that from today is probably the most accurate advice I could have ever been given. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah like it could good it ev- business yeah look
0: it can be and there's um there's positives and negatives out of everything but um i like how you just give it to us straight and that's 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 why i really wanted to kind of have you on today so just to give context since then you know we've um stayed in contact we've shared plenty of food some good times um and kind of been doing our part for the hospitality scene but spooning australia um mate where did it all start i want to know what led you to where you are
1: Oh, shit. Where did it start? Um, so about 15 years ago, I had a movie review site, and I still do, but it's a bit um, it's shelved a little bit because there's not so many movies coming out, called Salty Popcorn. Yeah, au or .com? And, uh, .com.au. Yeah. And um, I was writing heaps of movie reviews, and we're on a blogger network, and a friend of mine on there who had a website called Sydney Table she was moving to Melbourne and she said, I can't own a website called Sydney table in Melbourne. So I'm going to move there and create Melbourne table. Do you want the blog? And I said, sure, why not? Um, So I took that on and then I just wrote my own recipes on that. Mm. And it was basically me taking photos on my phone, like a 10 year old phone. And um, yeah, it was shocking, but it did so well um, that I just had to improve the photos. And then I took that on. Anyway, the blogger network collapsed and we all lost our websites, all our articles and everything. And that's when I was devastated. But um, I thought, well, I'm going to do this properly now. And we um, formed Spinning Australia um, because forking the world was taken. And, um, (laughs) yeah, so that's how it started. And then just the photos got better. And one day I got asked if I'd, Come and take some photos and get paid for it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure. um, there was something pretty cool in that." So I stuck to it, and it's now a full-time career.
0: What's tell me, tell um, tell me about all the services that Spooning Australia offer.
1: Um, well, I do photography um, and social media management. Mm. They are really the, 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 the main focus of the business. Um, and anything else I can do, as like, you know, whatever's negotiated, and um, depending on whether I can do it. So, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, the social media management side's pretty good, except it's pretty quiet at the moment. Um, mm. And the photography side's just started kicking off again now that COVID's on the downside.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And, um, I guess with, with the, the services you offer social media management photography, we're talking about like venue food. Um, sometimes I've seen there are photos where it's almost like, um, at the event itself. Um, is there any other kind of photography you specialize in?
1: Um, not really. It's just anything to do with food and a restaurant basically. So, Um, I love shooting interior shots. We've got a nice restaurant and um, I love shooting food, chefs in the kitchen, Mm. chefs cooking, throwing dishes around. And I really like to bring food to life. So Mm. it's not just food on a plate. It's dropping the rice, dropping the pasta, lifting the pasta, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: My favourite photo of yours of all time is that one of that um that little boy eating the pasta, I think. It- oh,
1: thank you. Yeah,
0: I think that captures everything. Uh, besides that one is the sh- the one you mentioned the other week when I was asking you, I can't remember what we are talking about, the one that you did of that inside that that house, of that like blue and white room. Oh,
1: yeah, that was beautiful. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the house. Mm. But it's one of um Australia's or Sydney's biggest mansions, and it's wow. just unbelievable.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, so for those that want to check out the services you offer, do you want them to visit your photo website or the blog?
1: Um, well, the photo website um, would be best. That's jasonkingfoodphotography.com. Yep. And um, Or Instagram, really, um, just in yeah. Spooning Australia. Awesome. Um, yeah, like the, the website's still in <laughs> – getting a bit of work done it's just my laziness um but that we finish the next couple of weeks
0: But at least you've got one up and um it's there um and it's um yeah and you, you've got a blog you've been a, a, a you've been a food critic you've been a movie reviewer salty popcorn there's a lot going on mate so you definitely got to give yourself some credit here and with Spooning Australia, and I won't talk, talk, talk too much about the, the the company for for long, but I do want people to understand like what your business is because you've been around for a while doing this. Who is the ideal client for Spooning Australia? Like, if I'm a venue uh, now listening to this, like who, who who are you perfect for?
1: Um, well, just a genuine nice person that runs a restaurant,
0: pays their invoices uh, on time. Um, <laughs> 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 pays their invoices on time.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I don't know, uh, as long as they're willing to pay and they're they're pretty nice people, like, and they've got a clear plan of what they want to shoot or, you know, how they want social media to run. Um, It it helps if uh, you understand the benefits of social media and how it can, you know, incredibly benefit your business. Like, you know, during COVID, a lot of my clients were dropping, dropping, dropping social media and just saying, "Oh, we're worried about the money, worried about the money." But the ones that stayed on really did well because social media, we increased the amount of posts and we generally just drowned, uh, drummed it in people's head that they are still open and this is where you can, you know, pick up or deliver to, yeah, etc.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think what's good, what my opinion on um, Spooning Australia, because we we both offer services to help restaurants increase revenue or reach, but we actually offer different services where your social media, social media management and photography. And I just really think those two marry up so well with the right imagery that captures that, I don't know, the essence of the food or the kitchen in action or the venue itself. And those that you'd see when you're dining there plus the social media where you're reaching it out and giving it to that that right audience or that right market or right location, yeah. I think it's um it's really good. Do you remember your first
1: client? Um, yes, it was Urban Tadka.
0: Oh, right, yeah,
1: up at Cherry um, Hills. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah near our hood. I actually, yeah, yeah, love their food. Love their food. Okay, cool. Um, So with the current climate that's happening right now, um, obviously it would have affected your business. It would have affected revenue of Spooning Australia and also the clients right now. Like what kind of impact has that had on Spooning Australia?
1: Um, Well, say I lost about 50% of the social media management business. Right. That's a monthly Uh, retainer?
0: You know, quite a, pardon? That's a monthly retainer? Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're like most of those people are going to come back on board when once they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, and the photography kind of stopped. It was generally, I was still doing a shoot say once a month, but that's as opposed to like three times a week. So mm. yeah, it was a significant drop, but I lucky I had savings and um, mm. I really just sort of concentrated on myself with the stroke. And yeah, it really hasn't been that negative an effect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how would it, how would a client, and I'm sorry if I'm making this sound like an interview, I'm just like naturally yeah. curious obviously, but how, how would a client get the best out of you? So like I'm in, I'm in, I'm a venue, maybe an existing venue in Sydney. I ring you up. I ask you to come out and use your services. Like what, what can I do as a venue to let you get the best outcome for that venue?
1: Um, generally have trust. Yeah. Um, like creative and trust? If it, if it's, if, pardon? Like, are we Sorry? talking
0: creative trust or?
1: Oh, look, both. Creative trust and just trust with their account. Mm. Like some clients, uh, you know, they're like helicopter parents. They're checking in on you every day and, um, you know, it's you know they're still not letting go of the account. Um, generally, when I manage an account, I take over and I do everything. Um, and, like, if they want to photo shoot, have a clear plan, map out your dishes, and you know if you, the more, um, the more um, what's the word I'm trying to find, the more planning you do yeah. it is the better that a photo shoot will come out. Yeah. Um, I, I had a client the other day that said to me, "Now I'm going to give you a full day shoot, do everything that you want, but I want you to come up with a plan. I want you to do it all." And I was like, "No, no, you have to do that because yeah, yeah. if I get it wrong." You're going to like it. You, you can come up with a basic plan, like shoot it with a kid, you know, and then I will base that around that. But yeah, yeah like definitely have a plan for the photos. Um, and social media, uh, it's a tough one because so, so many clients don't understand the benefit of it. And because social media, you don't actually get to see Um, a a monetary uh, positive come out of it Um, because no one comes along and says, I'm meeting here, yes, because I saw it on social media. So you've got to trust me. Like I had one client and I was like, he's like, I haven't seen anything that you've done benefit us. And I was like, how's business at the moment? He goes, it's booming. I'm like, well, go and work that out. (laughs) Like I'm a contributing factor to that. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that client ended up... Cutting social media altogether in the end just stopped cold.
0: Did it affect and the business the once same. they did?
1: Um, well, I, I sort of don't speak to them anymore. Oh, of course, COVID shut them down, so yeah. I don't know. Um, but you know, uh, you know, it with like a Korean. Oh, it was a Korean barbecue restaurant. With a Korean barbecue restaurant, there's so many of them in Sydney, and the ones that have social media are the ones that are going to get people like me to dine there. Like the Koreans, they'll all know it about the industry, but it's the the extra people, the people that don't normally eat that food – are going to find out about it on social
0: media. Yeah. And I can tell you that uh, I ate there and I also have a (laughs) Korean barbecue restaurant down the street who I no longer work for. And um, it was exactly the same thing. I think it's really difficult for venues to understand that it's uh, to measure the ROI from say a Facebook or Instagram post to someone sitting in a venue or in someone's backyard and going, Oh, what's that photo? Oh, this is this venue. And then that person that saw the photo, but didn't originally see the post then calls and books for 10 people on their birthday how are we yeah. meant to prove that it's it's a yeah
1: exactly yeah so and like on my phone like when i'm scrolling instagram i'm saving all the posts for restaurants that i like look of mm. so i can go there so when i want a restaurant idea i have a look at my save posts
0: yeah exactly so, yeah yes. and that's another thing like bookmarking how many people bookmark that post that are looking um but then you yeah. had it how do you translate it into walk-ins phone calls bookings um that's the kind of the magic art that I guess we have to deal with right now. And um, yeah, I totally, I totally hear you. Um, how are you finding it working from, from home at the moment?
1: Well, I've always worked from home for the last of a year. Oh. So I'll, like, you know, admittedly I'm not going out all the time, but it's great. It's um, well, yeah. The way the business is at the moment, I'm literally doing two hours, three hours work every day. Yeah, And then um, hanging out, going for walks and playing with the new cat.
0: Yeah, good one. What, I've, what's the cat's name? I, I've, I haven't... Albus. Albus. Albus.
1: Yeah. Albus. A- A-L-B-U-S.
0: Okay, go Dumbledore. <laughs> Need to get uh, up to date with my Harry Potter. <laughs> um, awesome, mate. Well, look, this has been a really good start so far. I guess, what's the plan for hungry? Uh, f- that's my company. Your company, Spooning Australia. What's the plan long-term, buddy? Where, where do you want to go? Um
1: Oh, I like to have a few staff working with me. I had one sort of casual that was doing a lot of scheduling. Yeah. Um, but I had to drop her, you know, when we lost all the business. Um, and the plan was by the end of this year to have two full-time staff helping me. Mm. Um, so that's still the initial plan. Um, and increased business quite dramatically, and doing lots of partnerships with people out there like yourself. Yeah, and let's
0: talk about uh, some of those. Are you are you okay? Are you happy to talk about some 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 other brands and companies that you are working sure, with at the moment?
1: Sure, I'm sure I like a mention. Let's. Uh,
0: why don't we start with Rita?
1: <laughs> Rita, yes. Um, well, yeah, I do the social management for clients for Linky and um that's a great relationship and uh I hope that grows
0: grows as well.
1: So yes.
0: I think the experience, buddy, that you have um attracts those kind of opportunities. For those that don't know who Lick Your Phone is, just um look it up on Instagram and then you'll know. Um what about um in terms of uh co hosting, etc et cetera, et cetera? Et cetera? i'm just dropping uh, this we
1: actually we actually discussed it today yeah um, so yeah where's the food um Correct. is a video series that i was in for a while on youtube uh, and it literally just stopped when covid um hit well when i end up in hospital basically yeah um but we're having a meeting on saturday um and we've got plans for the future so yes get ready for another season Jason is a man of
0: many hats. Where's the food? Is on YouTube. Um, they're on Instagram to get snippets of the episodes. Basically, they go around to restaurants, sit down, and they try the food and talk about the food. They'll usually choose a category, if I'm correct. And yes. then out of that category, they let the audience or followers decide on who the best is. And then they that's of, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was lucky to win the pies, the pies one that. Um, uh, would you say colleroy or DIY or in the middle?
1: Yeah, colleroy,
0: colleroy, um, yeah, uh, upper crust pies,
1: yeah, bomb, bomb. oh my yum. god,
0: brie, chicken, and avocado,
1: asparagus, asparagus? Oh, avocado, avocado. sorry, yeah. they've got china and asparagus pie,
0: yeah, yum, 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 um, awesome, buddy. So, I guess, um, uh. Spooning Australia, let's just say that uh, the company is completely automated, the business is profitable. What's your dream job? If you could have any job, Jason oh, King,
1: God.
0: dream job?
1: Um, uh, dream job? I don't know. I haven't really thought on three. I, I'm pretty much doing it. Ah. Um, I love taking photos. It's. I had a 23-year career with Hoyt's. Um, and I gave it up to come and do this, and now I'm yeah. loving it.
0: Oh, good man. So
1: I think this has this, this been my dream job for quite a few more years. And yeah, um, yeah I don't know, maybe like chief at a mountain just to do ch- check the runs in the morning that might be all right at your timeshare is that right yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and look like speaking of photography um as, as it keeps coming around to i remember i came back from my um, honeymoon in sri lanka last year and you invited me to come along to the release of um manjit's uh tv show on s yes it was um called what
1: was it called um Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was an SBS TV program. Yeah, we all sat Uh,
0: down and we had a feast with uh, family and friends of the venue. And um, these guys are on King Street Wharf, an amazing venue, Manjit, also located in Balmain, is that correct? uh,
1: Uh, Yep, and Concord now.
0: And Concord. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Um, But one thing I remember is as I sat down – I uh, only been in the country a couple of days. I sat down and there's Jason sitting there with this ginormous lens and camera sitting in front of him, lens down, camera up. And I'm um, just thinking you've, you've obviously like you've, you've always taken such amazing photos, the clarity, the, um, the colors, um, the sharpness, like you've got a particular style for those that are wanting to get into photography, but not just food, not photography, but food photography. What camera, what's the gear you're using right now?
1: Oh look! Anything, anything. Get your hands on it. Doesn't matter. Like I took some of the best photos on the weekend on my phone, um, I saw and that, that was just I didn't take my camera with me. Mm. I was bushwalking uh, out in the middle of the. We found those gun turrets up on Manly North Head, mm. um, and we you know trip through the bush, and were, someone had graffitied the whole thing. It looked insane. So. Yeah, but the only thing I could suggest if you want to get into it is just start taking photos yeah. and keep taking photos. And, like, I've got no training besides some little courses here and there yeah. or, like, I'm doing I did a lighting course on the weekend just so I'm interested in lighting, like something I've never used before.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but, yeah, just keep taking photos and try not to make them boring of just a photo of the dish on the plate. Move it around. Pick it up. Drop it. Smash it. This, yes. This, Do something lovely.
0: I feel you as, as, as limited as my posts and, um, um, my uh, Instagram photos are, but I, I, I have the uh, excuse of, uh, I run a business and I like to delegate. Um, uh speaking of foodies on social and the gram <laughs> yes. um, and photos <laughs> i've got questions yes. i've got questions um the reason yeah. that i'm excited about this is because like you know i am i would say i'm still an infant in the industry uh, in business for a while but especially um having my own company um are there any is there any advice that you would give to foodie content creators in 2020
1: uh, um, can you all resign so I can get more business? <laughs> 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 yeah, <You're> shit. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know what any advice. I'll be specific. the same advice I gave for photographers: like, stop making boring photos, make them interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: Like with with technology evolving as it is right now, like I, I know a lot of people call themselves food bloggers, right? And then you go, like, oh great, so like, where's your blog? And that's so this is it's it's my Instagram kind of thing. Um, do you yeah, feel it's like it's not a blog? It's not. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> but at the time you go, oh okay, fantastic. But um, um, both you and I, we kind of just without the anaesthetic, we say it as it is. Um, with those that are foodies and they're solely relying on Instagram to. And they're all like, uh, what do you call it? addicted to engagement and followers or yep. comment pods or all that kind of stuff. Like, technology is now everywhere. There's so many different platforms. Like, what if if you were a foodie starting out today, Jace, what platforms would you use?
1: Uh, look, because I'm quite old. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe in all of those new fang dangled social media outlets. So, no There's TikTok. Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> Um, but yeah, TikTok pretty much. I had it for like three weeks and I was just like, no, go away. Um, <laughs> but if I was a food blogger starting out now, I wouldn't do it. There's so many people out there and it's just, you know, if you've got, you know, under a thousand followers, it's going to be so hard for you to get anywhere. Yeah. But if literally yeah. you just want to share your, your photos with your friends and stuff like that, yeah. go for it. Like, yeah. but yeah, it's like when I was starting out, I started a bit late mm. and um, I came into some friends that were like, you know, triple the amount of followers as me and now they've got like 10 times the amount of followers as me right? because they were just, they were on the wave sooner and the wave is well and truly crashed on Instagram. It has. Um, There's only a few
0: that, were, that, that hit that wave here in Sydney, I think.
1: The what? Sorry? There's
0: only a few that really hit that wave in Sydney, I think. Only a handful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've just got to. I mean, back in the day, the engagement was so much better when we had the um, chronological order for the posts and everything like that. And Instagram's just raped their their program through to the mm. bone, basically. And it's um, yeah, but it's still nice. So yeah, yes, I'll keep doing it.
0: Yeah, that's good yeah. advice. That's it's um, I'm I guess like it's, and I'm trying to be really kind of respectful here. At the same time, I'm trying to make this um, this podcast like this is a this is a reflection of me not just wanting to rely on Instagram and and the blog. It's me trying to do something different, and you know, then the then like just relying on that one one Instagram like page as your source of foodie, like that, if it, what you have to think about, I guess foodies need to ask is a, what's my objective? Is it people to see me eat out and look like I'm happy and having fun yeah. and you know, I'm living this life or is it to help diners make decisions where like that photo made me book my birthday of 25 there and, yeah. um, and whatnot. And I think the days of looking to the left or right and thinking, holding a cup of tea and then tagging 10 of your friends is going to make zero impact to that business. Um, Yeah. Like it's, you can only do that so many times posing in front of a table full of food, which I'm guilty of um, is going to make almost zero impact. And if you continue to do the same thing, you're only going to get the same results. So I guess like um, I think this is the era we're in now, get creative with content. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like creating yeah. with editing software or like yep. uh, like instead of using your phone, like I saw a guy online the other day using an old vintage camera that he found, which the photos look awesome. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Like it's a different angle, right? So yeah. um uh another thing I'd like to ask you about is your opinion and like I guess just honest honest feels of Foodies, foodies in Australia or in general, asking venues for free food for comments. Oh, that, um, and you can be strategic it, it here. Is it there really a right, Is there a right way to do this? Is there a method that is acceptable? Is this a complete out? No. Is there a yes? What? No. What?
1: You don't ask for free food. Yeah. Um, you take food photos and food. You write some food articles until some you get noticed and then you get invited. but if you are asking for free food and you don't have 150 150,000 followers yeah. then you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And worse so is the people are asking for free food now that we're in this time um, and saying things like uh, you know give me free food and I'll promote your, your business so we can tell them about it during coronavirus. And I really care for your business. It's like, if you care for business, go and buy a fucking meal. Don't just fucking bullshit on and for a free meal. It makes me so angry, so angry. And it makes the business a lot harder for the us that are doing it all. Honestly. Well, it affects Um, all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's the, you know, there's, The newspaper article is you're always reading about someone that's asked for free food and it goes back to the restaurant. The restaurant fires up, gets put in the the Daily Telegraph, shit newspaper, um, and it just, it blows up and it's not fair. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm very angry about that.
0: It's going to be a topic that I'm going to have frequently on this podcast. Um, yeah. Until the until the message kind of does get out there, I know some people are really proud of that they've got that first fifteen hundred, two thousand, or they've got a little group of them that um, you know together there's ten thousand followers, whatever that may be. Um, but it's it's really you have to understand the costs behind associated running a venue, food cost, keeping the lights on, keeping the place starved, like unexpected things and issues that they have to deal with an oven not turning on like like yeah. ask, asking for food and that little that sense of entitlement I've noticed is coming and yeah. I don't mean to like kind of um, gap this but I've noticed in my experience especially the fact that you and I had the same cut and paste message to one of our client, a client that your client and my client got the same cut and paste message in the same week yeah. and it's yeah. just like I'm noticing it's coming a lot from millennials at the moment um, yeah because I don't
1: care they just don't care. Yeah. It's millennials, but these care, these millennials don't care. Um, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I've had a few of them over the years and I always fire up about them and try and post them, try and, you know, blank out their name, but definitely point it out to them because maybe it's just that I need to be told, don't do it. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: I think there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. I definitely do the way not to do it. When I see it happen, I'm happy to name and shame. Like I just really don't yes. care anymore. Like it's my, my patience level has really gone, gone down. Cause I can't share anymore about how much the venue or the venue's closing or now we're doing hampers and maybe I'm answering that. Like I share that with all my followers and those followers that communicate with me are then sending that venue. Can I come in and check it out. We love your menu. And then sending another client of mine, that exact same cut and paste message. And I'm like, like we've, yeah. spoken. we've spoken in person. This is weird. So um, I think, I think my opinion on that um, over time, I think it's an education piece for those that could think about doing it is just like, you know, please second guess, wait till you're invited. Um, I'd recommend joining things like Sydney food bloggers on Facebook, starting your own blog, put your effort
1: and cutting, putting it. Yeah. SBA helps out young bloggers, so join them and re- like sign up to get invites, and then you'll get out to some of the smaller cafes. Yeah. Then you know post that, and then someone else will invite you. That's how you start out. Exactly. That's and how the, I started out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and like SCBA are doing an amazing job. Shout out to um uh to CC and Sophia, um and all they do for all their venues. I I started out on SCBA as well, and and with along with a few other groups and. They do really well for the venues. Um, I actually have one example of being asked for free food that I actually agreed to, and it was a it was an email from a foodie that we both know. But this email was so professional, along with engagement following male to female ratio, their last six posts, testimonials from clients, and then saying if you'd like to consider me, we could work out an arrangement. Not asking for anything, but yeah. that was that's the kind of strategy that I think is. Acceptable if you've got that reach to make a decision to help the venue. Yeah.
1: If you know? they've got the followers because if you're gonna do that and you've got four hundred and twenty followers, it's gonna do nothing for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um mate, now thank you for your thoughts on that. Um uh what like is there anything else or that I haven't asked you that you'd like me to ask you?
1: Um no, not really. You can ask you whatever you want. Awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, um, what what would you say are like big wins for Spooning Australia? Big wins, like client wins, um, business successes?
1: Big wins for Spooning Australia is that I've managed to stay self-employed for three years and always have a meal on the table. That's just the most incredible thing. I was so scared for 23 years at Hoyt's. Oh, sorry, at Hoyt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, my <laughs> previous career. Uh <laughs> that I didn't think I could ever work for myself. And I had no faith in myself. And I've gone into this industry and this business and people are supportive. People, they give you a shot. You know, we, we lose clients as much as we get clients. Yeah. But, you know, somehow you meander through that and you start finding your type of client. And, um, you know, you form some lifelong friendships. It's really good. Like, yeah, yeah that would be my, my biggest win is just that I've been able to eat. And it's pretty damn good.
0: With a roof over your head and some, some wine in the yeah.
1: um And, you know, I've got savings in the bank and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, who would have thought when that my first FCBA event that I would be, you know, making money from it? Like it's incredible. Yeah.
0: That's that's amazing, buddy. It's been a it's pretty a, a really good story. You know, you you've definitely done your time, and a lot of people respect you without making you get too shy and humble. When I'm uh, giving you these compliments, um, do do you feel like leaving reviews is still as important as ever? For example, Google My Business, Amado, like TripAdvisor. Yes,
1: definitely. From the client's perspective, they are desperate for reviews. Doesn't matter where it is, just leave a review if it's native. Leave it negative, throw in some positives and make it uh, just a genuine, heartfelt review. Don't go bitching. That's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, but, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely is important.
0: I've got an absolute horror story. I was reached out to, um, reached out via a venue that was, again, Korean barbecue uh, out. Out west, uh, not out west, southwest. And um, I invited 10, 10 bloggers along and a few of our friends were there. So Jimmy was there and, and, and a few others. And as we were there, we had the kind of private area with 10 people and they were really, really generous, yeah. gave us a lot of food. But with my nights, I set media obligations. You've got to leave a review on Zomato, on Google, you know, leave photos and make sure the reviews are keyword rich, cuisine, location, venue, etc. Um, you know, Do a story on the night and a post by a certain time frame. Now, another foodie came that night that wasn't included in the invitation to that venue just as a happening and noticed that um, uh, when she had to actually pay for her meal, left a one-star review on Zomato and a one-star review on Google. So
1: what a pain in the ass.
0: Not only did that set back my objective, which was to get increase their Zomato overall rating, or increase their Google My Business overall rating, get those reviews there from people that are like local guides. Um, it was like, like you're not only hurting us, you're hurting our community. And the first thing um, I got the next day from the client was, all I've got is a one-star review. What have you guys done?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, that that's the thing we've all got to I think as a community. And I think I agree with you. Reviews are really important um, for a venue. If you're going to, don't be afraid to ask for reviews. You can get Google packs from Google in Piermont They'll send you out stickers you can leave at the front counter that give them directions on um, where to leave a photo uh, Keyword-rich responses, and Google picks them up, and it helps with walk-ins. So, um, yeah,
1: and Google um, has on their like my gig of my business, uh, you can get links, and if you get all your client or client or patrons' email addresses that dine that week, you can send them a link um, and ask and ask them to write a review, and that'll take them straight to Google review. Um, you know, Facebook, you can you can create an email even. Just do it; it's really worth it. And a lot of people rely on Google reviews so much. I, Yeah, I myself rely on them. If, you know, a venue has got below four, I don't go. I really only go to the four-star plus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, very important.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you're saying that you can generate these links on Google My Business and you can yeah. even send them out to text messages or via email after the guests have dined or do it there while they're in the venue. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, advice for venues right now, thinking about reopening or that have kind of just been hanging on during this time.
1: Uh look, I thought about this last night and I don't, don't think I can offer any solid advice. Yeah. Like if you're going to open up now, you have to be a small venue. No mm-hmm. big venue is going to survive with 10 people. And if anything, it's going to be detrimental to their business. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in next, I think it's next Friday, they're going to open up to 20 people and that's getting a little bit more acceptable because mm. you can have, you know, three sittings in a night, that's 60 people that can work. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a tough, a tough move. And none sort of us have ever gone through this before. Um, but a lot of businesses aren't going to survive the comeback. Um, a lot of businesses have already closed because of the amount of money that's been wasted on rent. Um and it's a really sad trying time but i just don't think i'm the best person to offer advice to venues
0: sometimes yeah. the right advice is no advice if you don't if you don't have an answer that's going to actually like it's better to say i don't know that so man i totally totally respect that um, yeah i i i was i was at machiavelli last night and, um, they had just got their stickers sent in that they had to put on the stairs one way in one way out and the distance on the floor. Now you've been to Machiavelli, it's a 120 seat yeah. restaurant that can yeah. only have 10 people. So we've got
1: one can definitely be that coronavirus I can, Yeah. They won't be sitting next to each other. I'm no, sure. they
0: won't be. We've got, there's one waiter for the whole restaurant. Then you've got the back of, yeah. back of house staff. There were three chefs. And then you've got the people that they uh, get the patrons they're allowed to let in. Now, now not only is it so difficult for them, there's a list of rules that every venue has been sent. And like you usually like when you went to Machiavelli with Claire, right? There's salt and peppers on the table. The olive oil is there. You can get antipasti. All of that can't be there because it's share stuff. Oh, of course. Yep. Cutlery has to be placed as you sit down just to show that it hasn't been touched by anyone else. So it's a re- and the re- obviously with like a lot of venues all the menus have been reduced um, it's a it's a really really strange time but um, yeah it's definitely yeah definitely a week up. but we are look phase 2 20 people can only get better from there i think that's when some of the medium venues just start thinking about opening
1: yeah for sure for sure um, but you know like king street wharf every restaurant closed besides Manjit's. And they struggled through that time um, and they're still struggling. But it's, yeah, you know, King Street Wall a big restaurant precinct and every restaurant closed. It's just not, you can't even comprehend that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it was a bit of a ghost town, right? It's actually is still a ghost town right now. Yeah. Um, mate, look, I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate your time. Um, look, go, I'll go through a couple of, uh, more questions within, I'll let you get back to, uh, drinking your tea and living your, your best life, buddy. Um, yeah. um, now I've got, I've got a couple of rapid, rapid fire questions, but I've probably, uh, cha- I've probably changed these a lot. Uh, look at you looking yes. at your paper. You're looking at your paper. Um, yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's start you off with what's uh what would be your one of your favorite songs of all
1: time um anything by jeff buckley
0: anything by jeff buckley okay yeah um all right just seeing if i've even got that oh i do yes okay. perfect so i'm gonna add that to my list um anything by jeff buckley one of your favorite yep. books of all time
1: One of my favorite what?
0: Favorite books of all time.
1: Uh, Look, I thought about this, and I've got four. It's a a, a series of four books, and it's called the Otherland series by Tad Williams. It's phenomenal. It's uh, basically um, Lord of the Rings meets Ready Player One, and um, I highly recommend it. It's like epic length. It destroys like um, Lord of the Rings in length. But oh. I was so captivated and I've kept the books and I've never forgot them. So wow. I've learned Siri.
0: That's Siri. Um, I like that. Most people always go with like the personal development book and, you know, how to win friends and influence people. and I can't
1: stand reading them. They're so uh, boring. You've got to enjoy one, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no.
0: That's um, it's enough. all fiction to me. Good man, good man. Death Row meal for you. No limited time, money, logistics. It's all there for you. Uh, what would it be? Hey,
1: um, a simple pub schnitty, crumbed and cooked till crispy as my entree. <laughs> oh. Then lobster cooked anyway for my main. Yep. Then affogato and chocolate coated strawberries for dessert.
0: Oh yum! Affogato. What liqueur are you having with it? Um.
1: Oh, I'm not really fast. I don't really mind. I'm a Frangelico bring kind of on, guy. Bring them all on. very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. True, <laughs> true, true. Yeah.
0: True. Um, yeah. Uh, mate, at the moment, in terms of venues at the moment, needing help with photography, needing help with um, social media management, um, do, uh, how do they reach you? Do you have any offers at the moment? How do they g- get consultation from you, etc.?
1: Yeah, look, I'll, look I, I thought um, I'd give a, a discounted, package for photo shoot. So my two hour photo shoot is normally 800 bucks. Yep. I do it for 500, um, till the end of June. So if anyone wants to get a discounted photo shoot, um, and there, I can't really offer many discounts on social media cause it's a, an ongoing process. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, yeah, definitely discounted photo shoot. Um, and get in touch with me either by, by JK at spooning or, contact me via face or uh, by um instagram spinning ost.
0: Got it. And just to be yeah. clear on the social media stuff, like Jason has to allocate a, 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 an actual media spend that goes directly to either Instagram or Facebook, which he can't control. And obviously for his time, he has a management fee. So that's an amazing discount, by the way. Um, I'll make sure I add that in the description um, yeah, cool. and whatnot. Um, and lastly, I've got to say, uh, I have had Jason in one of my clients' venues at Zali doing an entire day photo shoot. Um, yeah, that was which they thought was going to be a half a day. <laughs> um, we, what, halfway through the day, we're still going through the entrees. <laughs> um, I have many so big.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: check out Jason's photos on, uh, on his own page at Spooning Australia or Zali um, Lebanese Restaurant on their Instagram page and their Facebook. Mate, thank you so much for your time. Um, you're very
1: welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome, buddy. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay, bye. Episode 2 is
0: done Love it. Uh, I'm going to do a better outro on this one. Feedback I got on the last podcast was a, a different vibe to the outro on podcast on episode one. And um, that might be because I was, I was trying to actually release it quite late at night. My bad. Thank you so much for all those that were listening on today's uh, episode. I would also like to thank Jason for being an amazing guest on the show. He's definitely a good friend of mine and I always love speaking to him. Uh, if you did like today's episode, can I kindly ask you to subscribe? on Apple Podcast, the app, or Spotify. And kindly, if you could leave a review, I'd be very, very grateful. Uh, if you'd like to contact me or follow me on the Hungry Diner Assets, you can follow me on Instagram at Hungry underscore Diner or my PR and marketing firm, which is www.hungrydiner.com.au. Keep the good vibes going, guys. Thank you so much for all your support. Peace.